Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. Tonto, the daring and resourceful mask rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come, Silver. Let's go, before. Burley Scott rode the trail toward Pegasus with his companion, Luke Baker. Burley, recently released from prison, was tough and hard. As they rode, he spoke grimly. Should have heard the warden giving out with a lot of gab about getting a fresh start, Luke. Thinks I'm gonna forget those three years of hard labor and go straight. That's a laugh. You got any plans, Burling? Yeah. Yeah, I got plans. Maybe you could get another gang together and we can That'll find come it. later, Luke. What are you figuring on doing in the meantime? Something I've thought about for some time. Let me show you something. Oh, 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 oh hold on. Here. Look at this. <laughs> well, what do you know? <laughs> Nobody would suspect you'd be wearing a fancy gold locket on a gold chain under your shirt. Listen, Luke, if you want to make jokes, I'll hey, no, you. Now, take it easy, Burley. It's no use getting riled at me for nothing. I, uh, 
surprised to see you have something like that. That's all. I don't like to be laughed at, you savvy. Sure, sure. Uh, what about the locket? I'll open it. Look. Hey, that's sure a mighty pretty little girl. Pretty woman, too. Who are they? My wife and kid. Huh? The young one was two years old then. That was ten years ago. Oh? Where are they now, you know? My wife left me when she found out I was an outlaw and took the girl, a little Sally, with her. I never saw them again. Oh, it was tough. Yeah. Get up. Get up. Oh. Uh, why did you show me that, Burley? What's it got to do with you're not stopping another gang right now? Plenty. After she divorced me, my wife married someone else. An hombre named Fairfield who owns a ranch near Pecos. Huh. You don't figure on stopping in to see him after all these years, do you? Listen, Luke. An old pal of mine was brought to the prison a couple of months ago. He told me my former wife was dead. And died last year. He also told me Jack Fairfield was worth plenty. The ranch he owns, the Bar F, is mighty prosperous. Well, what's that to you? My pal found out that Fairfield thinks the world is Sally. She's 12 years old now. I figure she thinks he's a real father. Well, that's all good for the youngsters, I see. Now, maybe it is. But I aim to make Jack Fairfield pay plenty for me to keep my mouth shut. And what if he doesn't? I'll tell Sally the truth. And if that doesn't work, well, I'll find some other way to make him pay off. Oh, come on. Burley, give up this local idea. When we get to Pecos, I can get some hombres together and we can form My a mind's new... made up, Luke. No use trying to talk me out of it. Now, let's get a move on. Get up there. Get Come up. on. A few miles from Pecos, the Lone Ranger and his Indian companion, Tonto, rode leisurely along the trail that bordered the Bar F Ranch. Look, Kimasabe. Little squaw and pony waiting near entrance to ranch. She's already seen us, Tonto. I hope my mask doesn't frighten her. Hello, mister. Hello, little girl. My name's Sally, and I live here. Um, are you an outlaw? No, Sally. We're not outlaws. You needn't be frightened. Oh, I'm not frightened. Why do you wear that mask, mister? I have my reasons, Sally. Maybe if we meet again sometime, I'll tell you. Good. Um... Aren't you afraid of that Indian? Oh, 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 oh. Tonto is my friend. A very close and loyal friend. <laughs> that right, Sally. Him not need be afraid of me. You must be a good Indian. Daddy Jack says there are good Indians and bad ones. Just like there are good white men and bad ones. That's right. Who's Daddy Jack? Daddy Jack Fairfield. He's my adopted father and he owns the Bar F Ranch. Oh, I've heard of him. That's a fine pony you have, Sally. Daddy Jack gave him to me for my birthday. He gives me lots of nice presents. Today's my birthday. I'm 12 years old. Well, happy birthday. Mm, Did he give you that nice gold locket and chain, too? Oh, no. Mama gave me that before she died. She told me my real daddy has one just like it. See? It opens. There's a picture of Mommy and me when I was two years old. Well, your mother was very pretty. You look very much like her. You think I'm pretty? Of course. Ah, uh, you very pretty. 
little girl. Dolly, thanks. I I think you're both handsome. I Kimasabi, they get along all right when they grow up. Uh. <laughs> yes, Tonto. We might ride this way in about six years and see if Sally still thinks we're so handsome. You're joking with me. But I hope I'll see you again soon. And then you'll tell me about the mask. I'm sure we'll see you again, Sally. Well, I have to go now. I'm having a birthday party this afternoon. Goodbye, mister. Goodbye, Tonto. Goodbye, Sally. Get up, Sally. Get up. Oh, her nice little girl. Yes, she is, and well-mannered. It's evident she's been brought up in the atmosphere of affection and security every child needs. Come on, Silver. Come on, come. The following morning, Burley Scott, leaving Luke in town with his friends, rode to the Bar F Ranch to talk to Jack Murphy. Oh, oh there, as he drew rain before the large, comfortable-looking ranch house, he was filled with bitterness and determination. Daddy. Burley stood waiting a moment. Then the door was opened by a kind-faced, motherly-looking woman. Good morning, sir. Morning. I came to talk to Jack Fairfield. It's important. Oh, I'm sorry. But Mr. Fairfield left on the early stage for Stockton on business. I'm Mrs. Atkins, the housekeeper. Can I help you? Nope. When will Fairfield be back? Oh, he'll return on the noon stage tomorrow. Are, uh, are you married to Mr. Fairfield? I know his wife died last year, yes, but maybe he... sakes, no. As I told you, my name is Atkins, and I'm just the housekeeper. You know, between you and me, I think Jack Fairfield was too much in love with his wife ever to marry again. Oh. I'm mighty lucky in a way. Being a widow, I jumped at the chance to come here and sort of look after things for Mr. Fairfield, the poor man. Ah, it was quite a blow to him, losing that sweet wife of his and them having little Sally to raise. Sally? Oh, yeah. She's a little girl, you know. Mm -hmm. Pretty as a picture and sweet as can be. He's like putty in her hands. <laughs> but but so are all the others around here. The girl, she, uh, she likes her uh, father a lot, hmm? Oh, just crazy about him, and no wonder. She's the apple of his eye, and he's always doing things for her and buying her presents. And if you want to leave your name, I'll tell him you were here. Never mind. I'll come back tomorrow afternoon. Mm. Goodbye, ma'am. Goodbye, sir. As Burley walked toward his horse, Sally ran around the house. Hello, mister. Hello. Who are you? I live here. I'm Sally Fairfield. Oh, so you're... You're Sally, hmm? You look just like your mom. Oh, you knew Mama? Yeah, I... I met her once. Why are you scowling like that? Are you mad at somebody? No, I, I ain't mad. Daddy Jack says being mad never helps anybody. Daddy Jack? Uh-huh. That's my adopted father. That's why I call him Daddy Jack. Mama told me my real father was the only one I should call Daddy. She told you that? Uh-huh. What else did she tell you? About your real father, I mean. Well... She said he went to the war and died a hero when I was two years old. Of course, I don't remember him, 
But I know he was brave and handsome and would have been good to me, just like Daddy Jack is. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon he would have been at that. You, uh, you must think a lot of Mr. Fairfield. Uh-huh. Are you a friend of Daddy Jack? Well, not exactly. I... I came to see about a job, you might say. I'd like if you came to work for Daddy Jack. Well, you... You would? Uh-huh. I like you. Now that you're not scowling, you look real kind. And sort of sad. What's your name, mister? Well, uh, tell me first, what... What was your real father's name, do you know? I just know him as Daddy. Mama never told me his other name. Oh, well... Well, my name's, uh... Just call me Scotty. All right, Mr. Scotty. Maybe if you come to see Daddy Jack when he gets home, I'll see you again. You'll like him a lot. Yeah, sure. Well, I gotta go into town now, Sally. Steady. You will come back. Maybe. Be be a good girl, Sally. Goodbye. Goodbye. Get up. That morning at the Pecos Cafe, Burley's friend Luke sat talking to two cronies. I met Burley Scott at the prison and rode here with him, hoping he'd get together with us as a gang right away. But he has a deal he wants to pull first. I told him to forget it, but he's a stubborn hombre. Listen, Luke, the job I got lined up won't wait. What is it, Wishes? I got talking to some cowpokes in here last night. They were drinking quite a bit and got to yapping about their boss closing a deal in Stockton today for $20,000 in cash. He's bringing that cash back with him on the stage tomorrow. That's right, Luke. I heard it, too. He took his foreman with him. Joe and I figure we could hold up the stage tomorrow and grab that dough. But we ought to have two more gun hands. We're willing to divide equal. Uh. Maybe when Burley gets back, I can talk him in a goom with us. He ought to know before tomorrow how his deal with Fairfield at the uh, bar referential turn out. Did you say he went to make a deal with Fairfield? Yeah. Huh. That's the name of the rancher who's bringing the cash on the stage tomorrow. What? He left for Stockton this morning. That's right. Oh. And Burley won't get to see him like he planned. Now, listen... Don't mention Fairfield's name to Burley. He doesn't know him by sight. Uh, why? What's the difference if we mention it? Burley might figure it'd spoil his private deal with Fairfield later. When Burley gets back to town, I'll talk him into going with us tomorrow. We'll hold up the stage and grab that 20000 The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
continue. While Luke, Whiskers, and Joe planned the stage robbery, Bernie Scott rode back to town from his visit to the Bar F Ranch. He had been greatly moved by his meeting with his daughter, Sally, and her words had taken the bitterness from his heart. Oh, oh there, oh. When he finally reached town and met Luke and his two friends in the cafe, Burley had come to a decision. Well, here's Burley now. Sit down, Burley. Sure. Meet my friends, Whiskers and Joe. Tell us this is Burley. Oh, all right, Burley. How'd you make out? Luke, I'm taking your advice. I'm forgetting the whole thing. Good. Glad to hear it. Really, we got a job lined up for tomorrow, and we're counting you in. Suits me, whatever it is. And we'll leave here and head into New Mexico territory. Now tell me what it is you have in mind. The following morning, Tonto went into Pecos for supplies. When he returned later, he brought news of interest. Oh, Scott, oh, Papa. Easy, Scott, easy. Papa. I'm waiting for you, Tonto. We'll break camp this morning and run... Hey, me see two men. We get handbilled about in El Paso. One fella tall. Wear whiskers. Other stocky. You saw them in town? Ah. Them riding from town, heading for trail to Stockton with two other fellas. Yeah, we'll pick up their trail and follow them. Yes, Uber. You see, steady, big fella. Steady, fella. One silver. Burley and his three companions rode out the Stockton Trail to meet the stage on which Jack Fairfield was returning with his foreman. Burley was saying, Hope you hombres are right about the rancher bringing 20000 in cash. Well, we heard the cowpoke saying so in the cafe, didn't we, Joe? Yep. We'll split the cash four ways, Burley. And if you want, we'll head for New Mexico territory. Where are we going to wait for the stage? Do you have any particular place in mind? There's some big boulders about two miles from town. We'll wait behind them. We figure the rancher and his foreman will be riding in the coach. Driver and guard will be on the seat. That'll make it four against four. Unless there's more passengers, which isn't likely on that short run. Luke, uh, you cover the driver and guard. All right. We'll take care of the passengers, including the rancher with the cash. There are the boulders just ahead. Good. We shouldn't have long to wait. It's almost noon now. Come on. Get him. Get him. Get him. Get him. Get him. Short distance away, the stagecoach creaked and bumped along the trail toward Pecos. Jack Fairfield and his foreman, Tex, sat in the coach. Tex was saying, I'm sure glad I don't have to ride one of these contraptions off of Mr. Fairfield. It sure is tough riding. <laughs> a little bouncing around will do you good, Tex. You'll appreciate that roan I gave you a lot more. I sure will. Don't see why we didn't ride horseback in the first place. Now you forget the pony cart that's lashed on top of this stage, Tex. I promised Sally I'd get her one, and I didn't want to wait for it to be shipped. Decided to take the stage and bring it back with me. Oh, yeah, I did forget. Man alive, she go loco when she sees that. You sure are good to her, boss. You and the hands spoil her far more than I do. But she's worth it. Yep, she sure is. We'll soon be coming to Holy mackerel, look out, boy! Jiminy, I'll get my attacks. You like sitting ducks inside this old rattle trap? Anyhow, we have nothing to lose, and the stage isn't carrying valuables. Four of them, boss. Luke, you cover that driver and guard. Right, I got him covered. Two of you. 
Keep your guns holstered and get out. Come on, Tex. Now stand together with your hands up. We got you covered. We're reaching high, mister. Get their wallets, Whiskers. Right. Yeah, I got them. Open them, Whiskers. Right. Hey. Only a few paper dollars in each of them. What? I thought you said one of them had 20,000 in cash. Yeah, he's tricking us. Search him, Burley. Keep him covered. Yeah. Hey. Nothing in their pockets in the way of cash. Which one of you is Jack Fairfield? I am. Jack. Jack Fairfield? That's right. And the 20,000 you're after was deposited in the Stockton Bank. I'm not fool enough to carry it with me. Your land. You hit it someplace when you saw us coming. Now, where is it? I already told you. I thunder, I say you lie. If I wasn't covered, you wouldn't dare say that, mister. Tell me where it really is or I'll drill you. It's in the bank. Why, oh, you sneaking pole cat. I'll hold it loose. Hey, why did Burley jump in front of Fairfield and take your bullet, Lou? Uh, the fool. I'll get Fairfield anyway. Oh, that door. Hey. Oh, my leg. Look, smashed on being an Indian. Oh, whiskers, hurry up. Shoot, shoot. Yeah, I'll get that mask off, Ray. Mister, if you two came to rob us... We're not outlaws. Well, in spite of that mask, we have to thank you for what you did. I don't know who you are, but... I do. Been... By golly, I saw him in action before. He's the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger? Oh. I've heard of you and your friend... We're grateful, mister. By thunder, all four of the outlaws are wounded. In fact, this one here looks like he's dead. He's the one who saved my life. Saved your life? Yes. He jumped in front of me and took the bullet when the one over there fired at me. Uh, this is my foreman, Tex. Howdy. I'm Jack Fairfield. Oh, yes. Well, Tex, if you'll cover those outlaws, Tonto will bandage their wounds while I look after the one who saved Mr. Fairfield. Right. I'll get the guns and watch him. This man is alive but unconscious. But I'm sure he'll be all right. I'll loosen his collar. What's that around his neck? Gold chain and locket. Oh, wait. I've seen this before. A little girl. Your adopted daughter, Sally, was. Yes. If anything's happened to... Hold on. That's not the one Sally wears. Hers is brightly shined. His is dull-looking. Now, look here. The same picture's inside. A real father was an outlaw, went to prison. He had a similar locket. This man must be Sally's father, Burley Scott. Has he ever met you? Never, but he did save my life. I'll have him taken to my ranch at once and get a doctor. Good. We'll tie up the other three and ask the driver and guard to take them onto the sheriff's office after they leave Scott at your place. Later, in a bedroom at the Bar F Ranch, Burley opened his eyes slowly and looked up to see Jack Fairfield with a masked man and Indian bending over him. Where... Where am I? How did I... I'm get... Jack Fairfield, remember? You saved my life, Burley. You... You know who I am? Yes. And Sally? Sally doesn't know, Burley. Oh, she... She must never know. She talked to me yesterday. Said her father was brave. Died a hero. Hey, that... That mask, who's... He's a trusted friend, Burley. I don't know why you did what you did, but I sure am grateful. Hesitatingly, Burley told of his visit to the ranch and of his talk with Sally. He said he had decided Sally was better off as she was and had intended to leave the territory. Then he said, I, I suppose now when I get better, I, 
I'll go back to prison. Bully, I'm going to try to have you put on probation in my charge. Uh, then if you want to, you'll come to work for me. You'll be right here with Sally from now on. Why, I... I don't know what to say. I... I, I reckon that it helped me go straight seeing her so happy. Wait a minute. Sally, honey, come in a minute. All right, Daddy Jack. I knew the masked man and Indian were here. Scotty, you're hurt. Oh, Scotty. Your friend Scotty is going to be well soon, Sally. Then he's going to work here. Would you like that? Oh, yes. I like Scotty a lot. I'll be your nurse, too. Oh, I, I like that, Sally. Poor Scotty. There. Gosh, I... Well, that's the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> I must be getting a cold. See? Now you don't look sad. You're smiling, Scotty. I asked Mrs. Atkins who was in here, and she said a man who saved Daddy Jack's life. And then I saw it was you. You're brave. Just like my real father was. Sally, honey, it, it was worth taking a bullet to, to hear you say that. Come, Sally. Scotty needs rest now. And after that, I suppose you and Mrs. Atkins will smother him with attention. Oh, Mr. Mr. Fairfield, if, if Sally could sit here a while and maybe hold my hand... May I, Daddy Jeff? May I? Of course, honey. That's just what your daddy wants you to do. We'll be back later. Adios, Scotty. And good luck always. Goodbye, Sally. No, wait. You made a promise. You said you'd tell me why you wore that mask the next time we met. Remember? Yes, I remember. Oh, perhaps Mr. Fairfield will tell you for me after we leave. I'll be glad to. Goodbye, sir. Adios. Come on, Tato. Uh -huh. Goodbye. Come back soon. Now, Daddy Jack, tell me. Sally... He wears that mask because he helps keep law and order in the West and tries to set things right for other people. He does those things because he loves his fellow men and he loves his country. It's his wish that nobody know who he really is. But folks out this way, liking and respecting him for his courage and kindness, call him the Lone Ranger.
is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's drama was written by Dan Beatty.